kids, you are about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. The only podcast that will not stop until we've touched as many lives as coronavirus. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as retrospective cohort study, and all the lady in the house say, okay, okay, I see you, boo. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. That's a spicy meatball. Okay, Cameron, you're... Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like your accent changed a little bit. Uh, yeah, it changed. It changed a little bit. Let me, uh, let me, let me. You know, say you got to say something spicy first. Say something spicy. Okay, so I'll just. So Cameron is so dedicated to making sure that our podcast stays relevant. Yes. That when he heard the phrase "sun time fun time," he began waking up before dawn, and taking carefully timed measurements of things that he deemed to be fun using a stopwatch. That's a spicy meatball. Right? Okay, so that was that was spicy enough? I think so. You're talking about me. I zoned out for the yeah. rest of it. But let me yeah. uh, let me get my accent Do you going. Wanna... <clears throat> That's a spicy meatball. Yeah. Know that and is that is that Spanish? Is that's a spicy meatball Spanish? Yeah. Uh I I mean I'm not gonna fault a spaniard for saying that i guess okay i can't say that that's a spicy meatball is usually associated with spain but if that's what you want to okay yeah sorry it's just accents sometimes i get them oh yeah no i just uh and i wasn't sure if i had the sort of i don't want to say stereotype but like the the classically associated that's a spicy that's a spicy meatball that's a spicy meatball. Yes. Okay. So that's pretty good, but I guess we can go ahead and move on from there then. So, if that's all right with you. But let me explain myself. Okay. I have been sitting for now like 700 episodes or however many episodes we've done of this show. Yes. And I've watched DJ Dylan have so much fun with these kooky sounds and these crazy sound effects and these boings. And these rows and these like zaps and all these noises that he makes. So I have hacked into the system, and now DJ Dylan. I'm uh-huh. sorry, you're not the only one making zoink sounds. Oh. I get to also make sounds. Unfortunately, I have not figured out how to do more than one sound. That's a spicy meatball. Dylan has been able to figure out like a hundred. And I'm getting there. I think maybe after a couple years of training and 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 learning, I'll be maybe able to get to DJ Dylan's number. Nope. But since I'm a beginner right now, it's just the one sound. Well, okay. So the the listeners can't see this, but that's so, spicy meatball. So so Cameron doesn't have like a normal soundboard going. He has it looks like one of those telephone operators, old timey things. Where you have to plug it into the wall. Every time you do a sound effect, you have to run over and plug it in here yeah. and there. And then well, put on the headphones. Well, and there's a crank as well. Yeah, and you seem to—I guess you, it doesn't really pick up as much—but you seem to be talking to someone to make sure that it's going through every time. Uh, yeah, I'm like operator here, play the sound effect, and they're like Roger, and then they do it on their system. Then I plug it back into the soundboard that I've rigged up, which then exports yeah. it to. DJ Dylan, who then plugs it into the sound effect speakers. Yes. Yeah, and I get, and look, I this isn't really That's a spicy meatball. This isn't really my field so much, so I can't 
like speak too definitively about it, but I feel like there, there surely there's an easier way to, to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think the technology is getting there. Yes. And you know, a lot of times we, we look at future technology and we, you know, we watch TV shows and it's like, Oh, they have hover cars back to the future too. They've got uh, hoverboards that everyone's flying around in. And you'd think, why don't we have that now? But sometimes it takes a while for the technology to catch up to the vision. Okay. Yeah. And once again, I, you know, and so the technology that you're describing of being able to play a sound effect without the as many inputs and outputs and exports and imports and the soundboard system and the operator on the other side that we're having to pay full time. Yeah, of course I'd love for it to be easier than that, but the technology hasn't reached that point. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I'm, and I guess I'll have to trust you on that. Cause I, yeah, once again, you provide the equipment. And so this is all, mm-hmm. it's all kind of outside of my realm, but, um, Speaking of whom, uh, also with us is Did you do in the house? All the lady in the house say, Okay, I see you, boo. All the lady in the house say, Okay, I see you, boo. All the lady in the house say, Okay, I see you, boo. That's us. I see me the boy. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest. So look forward to that. That's right, Dr. London. Uh, Before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. I found this note written across the wrappings of a a body in the morgue. Um, The note reads, quote, She is not invited to the potluck. She was a very nasty woman. End quote. Uh, First of all, I would like to thank this listener so much for, for such an insightful question here on the Jock Talk podcast. Um, to, to answer your question, I would not think that this deceased individual's opinion would have much like a significant impact on the guest list for an upcoming potluck, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, or yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, because, uh, if someone isn't alive anymore, then, then they're, opinion on who should be the you know present company at you know an outdoor gathering it doesn't seem like it would be super uh right but they just passed away right i mean if they're in the morgue so couldn't they have made this decision before they died you're saying after they died and if they had special requests about the invite list then their friends and family would just be like oh they're dead now we shouldn't respect what what they had said when they were alive Oh, we can invite whoever we want. They said to not invite someone. Well, we now we can invite them finally because they're dead. That's how you see this situation playing I get, out. It just seems like it's such a casual social game. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe I don't understand the full context. And um, maybe this note was also written to the deceased. And then this could be a very insensitive way to tell them that they are not invited. That's that's the other interpretation I had for that note. Um that could be true. I mean, did they look like a huge pain? They well, they uh, they looked pale. Yes, but yeah, but I I expect that from from the deceased usually. Yes, but did you, did it look like that kind like the kind of guy who would like come up to you and like no matter what you're talking about with your friends, he tries to make it about his job. He's like, oh, that reminds me the other day at work. Um, you know, my boss, Phil, he's, you know, he's the, he's the head of the, um, you know, copying division or whatever. You know what I mean? Cause if he looks like that kind of guy, yeah, you don't want him in a potluck. Yeah. I guess I, trust me, I've been there. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess for me, I don't, I don't know how to pick out that kind of person, that kind of individual just. Cause you don't think Dr. London 
Okay. Well, and that's. You have no discernment. Like, well, anyway, to this listener, you know, in any case, thank you for listening. Um, that's a spicy meatball. Now for today's medical topic, adenocarcinoma. Adenocarcinoma is one of the lung cancers in the group of non-small cell lung cancers and makes up about 35% of all lung cancers. So it's actually the most common type. Wow. Uh, and non-small cell cancer is often insidious, so it'll produce no symptoms until, usually until the disease is well advanced. One thing that sets... Yeah, but only 35% of it will do that, right? So it's just this this particular subset within that category. So it's not just 35 it's more than 35%, because there are other ones. Okay, but it's 35% of that subset, right? Yeah, adenocarcinoma is, yes. Yes. Okay. But it's 35% of what you were just saying. Yes, this particular cancer it makes up 35% of all lung cancers. Okay, got it. Okay, does that make sense then to you? Okay. Yeah, 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 I got it. So one thing that sets adenocarcinoma apart from other lung cancers is that it has less association with smoking. So. But only a 35% less association with smoking, right? Uh, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers on me for the, you know, the degrees, but basically this is the cancer that, well, I think using basic logic and common sense, Mm -hmm. um, we can surmise that the, it's only like a 35, like smoking is only 35% bad. Okay. So, so actually, so this one is not associated with smoking. This is like the 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 one lung cancer I've talked about so far where it's not associated with smoking. So the thirty five percent would be like the less relevant part in that regard. Okay. You, you see what I mean? So like the sixty five percent that's remaining, most mm-hmm. of that will have, you know, some association with smoking. So do you see how that's okay? Like, I did- yeah, it's like thirty five percent. It's like thirty. It's like uh, maybe like six cigarettes out of a pack okay and once so so the thing about this particular lung cancer is the 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 lack of a like not the lack but the um it's significantly less associated with smoking so that's this one you can get kind of regardless of that um and i think yeah the like i think like the seven or the the 72s are like maybe like 30, 35% ish of the 100s, the cigarette sizes. I feel like you're just, you've, you found a number that you liked and you're just trying to apply it to any factoid about cigarettes. I'm a math guy. Uh, I get it. You're a science guy. I'm a math guy. We we all have our different strengths. I'm just trying to translate it to a language that I understand. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So the most common signs and symptoms of lung cancer include cough, chest pain, shortness of breath, coughing up blood, wheezing, hoarseness, recurring infections such as bronchitis and pneumonia. You can also have constitutional symptoms like, you know, weight loss and loss of appetite. The the weight loss especially is one of those things um, that you look for for cancer. Uh, you can have signs of metastasis, and that's whenever the cancer is spread from its original location. So that can include bone pain. So, what was that? Sim- uh, well, the list of symptoms you're talking about, uh-huh. or the the signs that you have it. Obviously, only thirty five percent of that is going to apply to each individual person. So, do they get to pick and choose, or is that something that it's kind of thrust upon you? So, because like out of that list, I would probably choose coughing because I think sometimes coughing would kind of feels good um oh, you feel the but relief. like i wouldn't yeah um but i wouldn't pick mustasis or whatever you just said just because it's too hard to pronounce so i'd like to get that one taken care of yeah so uh most of your question doesn't make that much sense to me because the 35 percent once again it's not a number that you can just apply to any aspect of the disease then why are we using the number then why are we using the number at all well because well so it it did apply to one part so the fact that adenocarcinoma makes up just watching you squirm in your seat trying to answer this question this simple question that's undoing all of your medical knowledge because you don't know how to answer something as as philosophical as what i'm putting down yes it just makes me so happy so 
everything I've said about you on this podcast, I'm watching happen before my eyes. I'm watching you crumble. So and I'm, I'm eating it up. Some of the yum, yum, yum. some of the other signs of metastasis uh, are spinal cord impingement, neurological problems like headache, weakness, or numbness uh, of limbs. Uh, you can have dizziness and seizures. Uh, so, but to die. Ooh. Right. So to diagnose, That's physical examining, complete blood counter taken, and then usually uh, chest X-ray is the first test to be performed. Um, and imaging may show a peripherally located uh, pulmonary nodule or mass. Uh, you can have mediastinal widening, atelectasis, hyalur enlargement, or pleural effusion. Um, previous chest X-ray is super helpful to check for the rate of lesion growth. So if you can find that, that's what you know a given physician will usually look for. Uh, and there are many methods of confirming diagnosis, and that's you know determined by I guess presentation and location of the lesion. Uh, and percentages. I, it's, yeah, I to, to some percentages, sure. Uh, so that can right. bronchoscopy, sputum cytology, mediastinoscopy, thoracentesis, thoracoscopy. And uh, transthoracic. Well, and what, I, what I think is interesting about a lot of what we're talking about is, you know, we had mentioned before the 35 percentile, but now we're, if we also think about the other side of that, which is going to be the 65 percentile, which I think a lot of times in a lot of science and a lot of statistics, you focus on the one without focusing on the other, which makes up the whole. So then 35 and 65, what is that? That makes up the 100. And if you think of like 100% of, um, cancers being um, sort of th- uh, therefore pushed by the smoke from the marble menthol smooth 100s which is the tall those are the tallest cigarettes yes okay. then suddenly i mean you have to question if that 35 percent is not something closer to maybe 40 or 45 B- based on the name of a cigarette you think that mm-hmm. the that the statistic would change Okay, well, I, so again, I'm a math guy. I'm just translating this to a language that makes sense to me. Yeah, and I, admittedly, what you're saying doesn't really make much sense to to me. But um, in any case, so uh, along with diagnosis, you also have to stage the cancer to find out the extent of the spread of the adenocarcinoma, and that guides treatment. So uh, use chest CT scan, and that's the standard for staging the lung cancer, and that will you know, take into account the size of the tumor, the spread of it to regional lymph nodes, whether the cancer is metastasized. Uh, the main treatment options for all of the non-small cell lung cancers are going to be surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, generally speaking. Uh, but most lung cancers cannot be cured with current treatments. So skilled palliative care is, uh, is what's going to be very important for the treatment of adenocarcinoma. But only one only 35% as important as if you were using sort of a different methodology. I think if you were to use a different methodology than say, I guess, Western medicine, then I'm not, you just fell for it. Oh, did I? Yep. Yes. Uh, All right. Well, anyway, I guess, I guess we can move on from there. All right. Uh, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today? That is right, Dr. London. We have a very, very special guest. I know I've said that a few times, but I think special can be a wide enough umbrella to include more than just one person. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, like uh, the handicapped sometimes or, um, yeah, like any sort of, just any... um, uh, selective individuals. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was just thinking like Shaq, like Shaq special. He's really tall. Okay, and he can dunk like great. Yeah. Okay. So the handicapped but, and Shaq are the. It, two it's not Shaq. Of? Shaq is not our guest, but I'm just trying to establish that just because our guest is special doesn't mean that Shaquille O'Neal isn't special. You know? Because you, okay? Because you kind of you've been hinting at a Shaq type. Yeah, I have been building up to this. Yeah, I have been throwing around a lot of clues around the office. I've been yeah. I've been like throwing paper balls into a trash can and being like, Shaq. Even though like you and usually say Kobe. Can't wait for our guest. <laughs> but uh yeah, can't wait for our yeah. guest, a surprise guest. 
Uh, but it is not yeah. Shaq. I really want to make that clear. Okay. All right. And uh, welcome. Oh, is that? I I do recognize this guest. So it's a returning guest. Uh, That's right. Hello, um, Rev J. Uh, uh, Rev J. Yeah. Well, hello. Hey. And uh, hello. How are we doing, right, so, no. sir? It's so good. Even though I see you every single morning, oh. it's so good to see you here now with us. Yes. Well, I can only say likewise. You know, when when you say that, um, it's you know, all of those things that you were just saying. Um, it feels great to be here, and um, I'm just so glad to be a guest and for you to have me on here. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so no, I'm not exactly sure why oh, you brought. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm just not sure why. I mean, this is no offense intended, Rev J, but so normally this is a medical education podcast, and last time you were on here, if I remember right, you you brought up uh, I don't remember if it was it was some sort of we had to recite a lot of things in order to get the correct balance in our chi or something, and then you played a song oh, on guitar yes right you know it's funny you should mention that um the last time that you know we met up and i was on the show and all those things happened i left from there i felt just a kind of a calling to go off into the wilderness and so i just started walking and um i started wandering for days and eating just nuts and berries basically um and throughout that time of isolation social isolation and distancing i came to uh, a place where i wanted to just renounce all types of physical um, possessions or physical material anything mm, so so wise i at I stripped off all my clothes, even my own name, I denounced it, and I, you know, I was me, but now I am we, and I, I don't even have a name anymore, and then I <clears throat> eventually found my way out of the forest, and I ended up right back in the parking lot outside your studio, and then I walked back in, the receptionist was very nice, and she uh sent me up here and here i am wow um that's right and and on this journey um i've actually sort of been able to bond with well the artist formerly known as rev j who is now a nameless entity yes because during this journey he was sending me notes and letters and sort of being i i want to say sort of a mentor towards me right i mean wouldn't, wouldn't you say sir yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I forgot that I did bring one thing with me, um, which was a notepad and a pen that was clipped to the notepad, so it counts as one item. But um, I feel like you're allowed to always bring one item with you when you just you know you have to have something just for emergencies, and that's what I felt was the most important item for me to bring, so I could communicate with my mentee. Cameron, um, any you know like advice I could give? Well, him? That, that was one of Pigeons? the or? Well, that, that was one of the main things that I had learned, which I thought was really special, was the importance of getting rid of everything. But I mean, you got to have one thing, right? That's where that's where it's a little bit of a and back and forth. You know, sometimes I'm the mentor, sometimes he pushes back, and he. And I'm like, okay, you got a like, point. Like you might have noticed, Doctor London, that yeah, I personally have not gotten rid of my clothes or rid of my possessions or anything, and that's because I keep telling myself, you know, as I'm about to throw away my mattress, as I'm about to throw away my shoes, I say, yeah, I got to get rid of everything. And then when I reach the trash can, I'm like, eh, but I got, I got to keep one thing. And then I just kind of well, yeah. repeat that cycle for everything okay. I own. Cause yeah, I, I know you. One thing leads to yep. another. Like eventually, I saw you just standing outside of your house and saying, pointing at the house and saying one thing. Yeah, well, that was different. I was saying one thing. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try and how hard yeah. you try. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's another that was another point thing that the the artist formerly known as as Rev J had taught me was the lyrics to that Lincoln Park song. Yes. Okay. I tried so hard. Yes. So wise. And got so far. So wise. Yes. I'm sorry. What? I'm oh, sorry. This was is that? my tele. This is my telephone board. Let me. Let me, let me, I gotta unplug this thing and then plug that thing in. I gotta switch this There's thing. like 5,000 wires. Yeah, I gotta That's... switch this board with this. Okay. And, okay. Hello? Hello. Hello. Can, can, can you hear me? Uh, you yeah. S- you, you sound very, you sound sort of far away. I, I feel far away. Do you recognize my voice? Yeah. I'm sorry. This, is this, uh, okay, this is from much, much longer ago. Uh, is this uh, Ravenhole, a previous this, guest? Ravenhole. This, this is an apparition of Ravenhole. I've, I've done many changes since then. And as I can see from my current listening to your podcast that I have so dutifully subscribed to in the absence of, of my, my mentee, Buddy Beer Hole of Raven. Do you remember that name? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's almost like an old specter. It's something that's haunted me to this day. I, ha- I, I haven't thought about it in ages. What does it mean? It means that you've lost your way. Cameron. I, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about it means like for yourself. No. Sir, so sir, Cameron. sir Ravenhole, or what, what should I call you now, sir Ravenhole? I, I primarily just go by the crevasse. You're just by the crevasse now? The, the crevasse. crevasse. Okay. Can you, now can we, can we remind our listeners of, of, of what we talked about last time a bit? Well, you see, it's a long story, but really, I'm sorry, I have a distortion in, in, in whatever wavelength of, of trauma I think I'm experiencing as a result of seeing 11 months. It has been about 11 months in this human experience of, of feeling detached from, from a from a moment that we had a long time ago where, where we had a call about, about 12 months ago when you and I met in a Kroger and, mm. and you started taking my medicine. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that? I do remember that. I, I, we had met in, a, in, in maybe the parking lot of a Kroger or maybe I was dumping over the like, kind of big thing of, of like large rubber balls that sometimes they have in the toy section, which isn't really a section because it's a Kroger. It's more like one small part of an aisle. But anyway, we had met, and then you had introduced me to some of your really cool medicine, which sort of changed the way I thought and the way I did things and whether or not it could stand up and whether or not like different noises made me laugh, things like that. Yeah, I, it it kind of so I guess I can give a brief recap for our listeners. Uh, so basically, Ravenhole, which was the name that you you were hesitant to give a name, not unlike the artist formerly known as Rev J here. Uh, and then you described some vision or something that you had had while on a t- drug trip, and you settled. Be- I think because you went into a hole as a raven, you settled on the name Ravenhole. Uh. Yeah, and then I think Cameron was attempting to adopt a similar name as well. He was. But in any case. He was. And he no longer seems to follow the way. He, oh, so, wait, so... You sir... stopped calling. You stopped calling. You stopped needing the smiley emoji candy. And you found this artist formerly known as Rev J. And, okay. and I... I, I, I have to say, I, I, I called because I too went on a wilderness journey of the soul. And in this journey, I met, I met what I believe to be Rev J in the forest. 
but I, but I cannot say that I'm, I, I'm sure. Rev J, was that you? Was this by an old oak tree? And there was a boulder that looked a little bit like Marilyn Monroe? Yes. Yes, with the skirt. It was blowing up. That was it, blowing up. Oh, so it doesn't, it doesn't look like Marilyn Monroe's face. It looks, it's a boulder that looks like the iconic image of her standing over a grate and her dress blowing up. That's what the boulder looks like. I'm, that's very yes. detailed. I, that's beautiful. Super specific. It's at this point I knew I was standing in some magical space where I was about to meet a spirit from the spirit realm. And it sound it had the same countenance as as the voice that I can hear right now. Oh, so, so possibly uh, Crevasse and the artist formerly known as Rev J, you, you two may have met before. I think our past may have crevassed. We we must have because there is no coincidences in this life and i tell you what when you take a whole bag of my medicine just out of pure desire to meet a kindred spirit things happen yeah yeah i couldn't put it in better words uh, sir sir the crevasse i I, i'm really sorry but just just to clarify here you're upset with me because i'm i'm listening to the artist formerly known as Rev J rather than you? I can't say that I'm really upset. It's part of the distortion of recognizing that a kindred spirit could be more inclined to give mentorship than I. And that distortion brought me here today, brought me to this call because I need a formal I, I think I need a diagnosis from Dr. London Smith. I, I, I've come here in an attempt to understand what what is this distortion that I'm feeling. Okay. So this this sounds like something that's not, not too difficult uh, to, to some extent. So the first thing we do whenever someone comes to, say, you know, the ER with a complaint of... of uh, that's a spicy meatball! Yeah, so so whenever they come to, to the office or the the ER or whatever, um, first thing we rule out is you know drugs. So you say that you you ate a bag of your smiley emoji drugs, which, as I recall, had a heavy influence on yourself and Cameron. Like a, it was a drug trip. So mm-hmm. if you say overdosed. Yeah, if you took a lot of that substance, then I would imagine that that that's probably the reason for what you are calling a distortion. Like it's you're, uh, you know, you overdosed potentially. You you took too much. But but in the context of this, I'm feeling I'm feeling unsure of my myself, knowing that my former buddy beer whole of raven has has moved on and i think that i'm i think that i'm experiencing some type of reactive ripple in in, and i can't i can't say what i i I have i have no understanding of this space Uh, jealousy can i can i can i defend myself just a little bit here yes yes Sir, Sir Ravenhole, Sir the Crevasse, Sir, I did stop listening to you so I could follow the footsteps of the artist formerly known as as Rev J, but that was only because I ran out of your smiley emoji drugs, and I didn't know how to refill because the 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 subscription form online is not working. Oh. Um, I. Yeah, I, you know, I, I had to go on another trip and things got really confusing. Um, right. I forgot. Is a drug a trip? Uh, I, I, I really don't like the association with narcotic 
the whole language around that, you know, I, I really think it was more of an existential extraterrestrial intertwining of my being. So let's, let's please keep it, let's please keep it, you know, relatively soft on me because I, I feel like I'm going through something. I just need some support. And what I experienced in the forest with Rev J seemed like some form of like a battle but I, I don't think it was a bad battle. Like it felt like a big hug with around the Marilyn Monroe tree. And I just want to confirm like a good, old. like, a, yeah. Yeah. And, and now that we're here, I think the universe has brought us together to reconcile this ripple, this, this, this distortion in, in yeah. my soul. Well, I, I would say maybe we should not be asking questions to Dr. London, who, as we all know, is useless and doesn't know what he's talking about in terms of health. But maybe you could get some help from from the artist formerly known as Rev J here. Maybe we can all help each other a little bit. I mean, art, art, the nameless nameless specter known as formerly known as Rev J. Do you have any words of of your divine wisdom to give to the crevasse? Well, I do actually. There's um, it comes to mind. A song, an ancient song that was sung to me when I was in the forest. It might have been during our encounter, possibly, but it's something like, It's the hole of the raven, it's the eye of the crow, and I believe I can fly. Wow. I'm sorry, dude. That sounds like a combination of, you know, the song I the Tiger uh, with some lyrics replaced and then just, I believe I can f- just to a different tune. So, mm. that's a spicy meatball. But I guess, I, I, I mean, sure, sure. Sorry, see, sorry, I shouldn't interrupt. Oh, no, that that's all I remember, actually. But I, I think, I, I know, you know, there's, they sound similar. I can see what you're talking about, but. I think this was something different. Okay. Uh, and I mean, yeah, the crevasse, does that, did that, I mean, did that do anything for you? It, it did. I, I do believe that we experienced an interlocking of our spirits around that song. Like, like two little imps or elves, like trotting around the tree. Do you, do you remember when we became like, little fawns marching around the tree and then like intermingled into yes. like the, the shape of a dove and that dove like morphed into a raven that went through the hole yes and we were i was the left wing and you were the right wing and together we soared round and round the tree and around marilyn monroe and and then we we went straight in um we went into a hole. Upper skirt. Well, you know, I don't remember where the hole was, but it, it was in that grove somewhere. It was Cameron's hole. I, I believe, I've, I'm speaking kind of prophetically, but I think it was Cameron's hole. That, that makes a lot of sense. Because it started with me, and then it led to you, and now I'm fully accepting that it had to be this way. 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 So I just want to take a moment, just just a brief moment, to you know, let our listeners know that the these approaches are not necessarily like the, the taking, uh, uh, artificial synthetic, uh, I don't want to use a term that you don't like, but, um, uh, pharmaceutical, uh, something like say fun pills. Okay. Fun, fun pills, taking those things and then, you know, uh, living your life through that, like it's not necessarily something that I can endorse medically. 
like smoke weed every and, day you know having these visions that anyway i maybe i shouldn't interrupt again uh no I'll, I'll hold back i'll hold back well you know i think some of these experiences can be kind of they can be incorporated into the scientific framework if approached from a certain perspective it's it's the difference between looking through a microscope at a uh, amoeba and just and just smashing the petri dish into your eye and trying to see yeah both are perfectly like valid ways to to do research yeah, yeah. But they're just different applications of the same approach. One is applied to your eye. One is applied to mm. your, your third eye. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. exactly. Wow. So I mean, what 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 can we do here to sort of get everyone on the same page? Because it doesn't sound like artists formerly known as Rev J. It doesn't sound like you have any harsh feelings towards the crevasse do you No, no in fact quite the opposite i feel as though the crevasse has changed me and changed me inside you know like a, a fresh pair of clothes that you wear on the inside and now wow just from just from meeting him and then you singing that song that was to the tune of eye of the tiger that's what it changed your life i i don't want to say it didn't, but I don't. I don't want to say that it did. Okay, so you don't want to say, I mean, anything at all. You know, sometimes the best words are okay. So wise, yeah. Wow. That that part I can't agree with. The uh, sometimes not speaking is the wisest thing to say. Um, yes. And 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 the crevasse. I mean, what do you, what are you feeling right now? I mean, do you have do you have hard feelings toward? Do you have are do you have any anger or jealousy toward the artist formerly known as Rev J? Now that you remember that you guys shared this really special time, Leroy Jenkins. Those are the best words to say. Well, Leroy oh, Jenkins. We've just discovered that the artist formerly known as Rev J is Leroy Jenkins who the guy in the video was talking about, not the person who did that in the video. I don't want to say that you're wrong, but I don't want to say that you're right. Wow. And so, I mean, the crevasse, does that mean anything to you? Did that resonate? It it did. I I can honestly say I, I came to this forest as a challenger seeking some understanding of what had happened to my buddy beer hole of raven and you know it'd been so long and i'd wandered and done so many experiences to try and understand and reconcile but honestly now having faced this truth and having seen the visions and understood where mr jenkins is coming from I, I think the only thing that I'm looking for now is just to understand where where you're gonna take him. Where are you gonna take him, Leroy? Like where where are you wanting formerly Cameron, formerly Buddy Beer, Hole of Raven, whatever he is now, whatever he perceive, perceives himself as now, where do you want him to go? Where I would want Cameron to go from here is inwardly. Yes. And by Inwardly, I also mean outwardly, because as within, so is below, and as without, go with forth. That's a spicy meatball. And I have, I have been trying to go inwardly, but the I, the angle is really difficult. Tr- That's what I've been really struggling no. with. Are you talking about urinating? No, I'm just trying to go inward. See, you're always going on the inside inwardly at the same at you know at all times. But what also helps is to you can triangulate your signal with you have three eyes, right? So if you each one of those mm-hmm. each Obviously. one of those eyes is directly connected to your brain, but they all take a different pathway to get there. So if you triangulate those three 
pathways, you can you can gain a sort of inner map of your system and travel becomes you know now you have your navigational system and it's in check and now you're clear for takeoff wow yeah and so two two of those eyes are going to be connected mostly through the you know the optic nerves so Mm -hmm. and and uh, same with the third but it's the psyoptic nerve okay whoa yeah dr london have you even heard of that word I don't. Nope. I don't think so. I. Anyway, I just. I guess I was trying to offer my little bit of help for this roadmap you're trying to create. So we already have two, of the the signals that you're describing. So if you want to triangulate, you actually only have to worry about the one because, the, uh, the the signals are already, very well mapped, in human anatomy for the two eyes. So the third eye, I assume, is, you know, like you only have to find one thing. Yeah. Now, Mr. The Crevasse, you you had said that you were worried about where the artist formerly known as Rev J was leading me, and he said, you know, inwardly, and then we talked a lot about the triangulation of my third eye. I mean, is that does that make you a little more comfortable? Does that give you some sound mind you see, that maybe I'm, I'm in good the, hands? The, the difficulty I have, Leroy and Cameron, is that I... I abide by the experience of the physical manifestation of my circular emoji smiley face. I can put that in my mouth. I can put that up my butt. I can know that I'm going to have that experience. The unknown, the unknown of Leroy Mm. Jenkins' approach of the Mm. inner journey, it it is not roadmappable. And that scares me. That scares me because I have relied so heavily on an external and physical manifestation that has allowed me to take that journey. You remember that journey, Cameron. It, was, it, it, it has a very specific type of path. The inward journey, not yeah, so much. It was, mm. it was very spicy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a spicy meatball. But at the same time, very cold. I don't, I don't want to keep butting in here, but I can't help but feel like this is maybe not as medically educational as this podcast is meant to be. Well, you know, well, I mean, we're all doctors here. And, you know, I actually prefer the term meducational. Mm. Oh, yeah. You ever thought about that, Dr. London? Uh, I, I don't. Or, or is the concept of combining education and medicine just so foreign to you? Well, it's. And you hate things that are foreign, so it makes you mad. I'd like to take it a step further and just call it magical, because Mm. educational seems to be trying to blend the 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 magic and the medicine. And I just like I just like it to be just magic. But you know, that's me. That's that's not a bash. That's just educational magic. You know, it's it's all the same. Well, guys, you you have to stop fighting. You have to stop fighting over the names of these things. So let's have, let's everyone calm down. It can be both educational and magical. But one thing we know that it it can't be is just educational, like Doctor London was trying to say. Well, I I was nope. describing medical education, so I just didn't combine words. Yeah, or describe it as magical either. That yeah, that's true. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. I was listening to your podcast earlier, and you were saying some some facts, some numbers, like somewhere between, if you know, if you're a non-smoker, there's a thirty-five to forty-five percent chance you're gonna get lung cancer anyway. So that's almost a fifty-fifty chance of yes. you're getting lung cancer regardless if you're a smoker. That's that sounded like what the advice i was hearing yes uh, no yeah and if you look at the 35 percent um it also i mean one thing that if you think about the larger application sort of on a macro scale um so you think 35 percent, you think there's 300 million people um in the u.s and so you're talking about um you're close to 100 million people at the th- you know the 35 percent that which also leads to the 65 percent which would be the other 200 million people and I think if you look at those larger uh, sort of organizations and the situations, if 35% of that yeah. 
um, I think will really establish. I wouldn't be surprised if those are conservative numbers. It's actually even higher than. We 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 avoid uh, politics as much Mm. as we can on this show. Oh, I mean conservative as in. Oh, again. There I go saying we just. I know. I, I slip of the tongue. You know. We this this is the reason I have my reservations, Cameron. I'm just saying, you know, even even just kind of like going there. He went there, and I again like spiritually, I met him in the forest. Yeah. We danced around the Monroe tree. We had our vision, yeah. but at the end of the day, where is the inner? You up its skirt. Where I. I cannot confirm or deny that, but do I really know where that inner journey is taking you? Because if it's politically leaning, it's already playing into the system. I'm just going to say right yeah. there, just into the system where we are trying to get away from. But okay, so what I, I have a suggestion here that hopefully will make everyone happy. What if we do sort of a joint custody type thing? So what if we do... Every other weekend. So, so the first weekend, You're about person to mentor you. Yes. So on on the first weekend of the first the first weekend and the third weekend of the month, the crevasse. I'm going to follow what you have for me. Whatever your spiritual journey is, the the emoji pills, the. Uh, inward and outward and and spiritual floating that you often take me on uh, in the in the parking lot of that Kroger. I want to do that with you in person. I want to see you the first and third weekend of every month. And then on the second and fourth weekend of every month, artists formerly known as Rev J, if I could sleep on your couch, uh, that'd be great. And then, um, which I know you don't have any possessions, but if I could, if if you know of a couch that I could lay on, that'd be great. But then those other two weekends, I'll follow your guidance. Okay. Now, if now if we could throw in Easter and Boxing Day, that I could be also your mentor, then we got ourselves a deal. Only, you have to be able to give up two holidays. I mean, the crevasse. Are there are there any specific holidays you want? I prefer. Halloween because oh, okay. didn't think about because yeah there's lots of bags of goodies uh, That's such that are given one. out because the combination of Beer Buddy and Ravenhole and what we have like the 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 stories we had yeah. to tell together, Cameron, Buddy Beer, Hole of that- Raven. Remember, remember your beginning. I feel like that's something that maybe on Halloween could be really special between us. Is sitting around the Halloween campfire and swapping buddy beer, swapping, swapping emoji, emoji pills, and catching up. You know. That's right, and I mean, I am again. I'm I'm not possessive. I completely am okay with the spiritual, like astral projection. Of Leroy, Rev J, whatever, you know, he can be there. He can be there with us. I just physically I I don't know if I could handle the the distortion. And I'm still again like physically, this is why I asked London to give me a diagnosis because physically I'm still trying to figure out what is this distortion yeah. that and, I feel? and obviously he tried to throw some jargon at you because that's what Dr. London does. So he said, Oh, you overdosed. And obviously, are you going through withdrawals? None of that makes even any a lick of sense in this context at all. But I think we've grown a lot today, guys. I think we've 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 squashed some beef. Yes, uh, and we've we've put aside our differences. We've beefed some squash. Nope. That I'll have to fact check. We can't. Unfortunately, we can't say anything on this podcast oh. that's inaccurate. We do a lot of fact checking, yes. so I will look into um, if we if we beefed some squash, but we can we can establish that later. We can edit that. DJ Dylan, can we edit edit that out? Nope. Okay. Okay. You know, just you know, can we maybe just swap the two words around? So it sounds like I was saying you know I was agreeing. 
Yeah. Yes. Beef squash. Some beef. Or you could say squash of the beef or beef of the squash. Okay. While, we're, while we're also fact checking here, I should clarify that. So the the 35% I was talking about earlier, it's adenocarcinoma um, makes up around. You're so hung up on this 35%, 35% Dr. London. Of all it's, lung cancers. It's unbelievable. It doesn't. You should definitely not be smoking. Uh, if you are smoking, you should try to quit and also, you know, go to your doctor and. Um, if you, if you desire to quit, there are medications that can help you to quit, uh, you know, help take away the, the craving, um, you know, and so that's 35% of our listeners go to the doctor, the other 65%, you're totally fine. Don't worry about it. So 35% of our listeners, I believe that's one person. So, uh, whoever you feel that that should be, um, go to the doctor, the other two listeners, you're fine. Okay. Um, well, I, I feel like that's a pretty good place to uh, kind of wrap things up, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. We've all... I, I can't help but feel like I wasn't a huge part of the discussion, but maybe the, you needed this time, Cameron. You never are. Right. Okay, so um, thank you to uh, Crevasse, formerly Ravenhull, for calling in. The Crevasse, I believe. Thank you for taking my extended call. Yeah, of course. Um, and I do find it odd that you you found a way to call in at all, because as far as I know, Cameron's system is... Uh, I don't quite understand it. But um, also thank you to the artist formerly known as RevJ, now, I guess, Nameless Spectre. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Um, thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Digital in the House. It's the hole of the raven, is the eye of the crow, and oh, I believe I can fly. It was Cameron's hole. I, I believe it was Cameron's hole. Because it started with me, and then it led to you. And now I'm fully accepting that it had to be this way. It had to be this way. My name is Dr. LennonSmith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. That's a spicy meatball! It had to be this way. It had to be this way. Flower petals surround you, and you take a deep breath. This is bliss. Again, you deeply inhale and find peace in this moment, fighting the urge to realize just how fleeting such a moment is and that the troubles of this world are waiting on the other side of those few precious seconds. You hear yelling in the distance and you let out a sigh. Finally, you open your eyes once again to appreciate the beauty of the Arboretum and you drop the machete that you had used to rid so many dumb, delicate flowers of their precious petals. You mentally file that perfect moment away because you are fairly certain that your really cool flower-chopping moves, although actually it was pretty impressive, uh, they may also serve to prohibit you from paying future visits to this place. Speaking of impressive moves... Don't forget to leave a five-star review of the Jock Doc podcast in which you detail your experiences of getting kicked out of, well, all of the arboretums you've been kicked out of. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Doc podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. 
We are at Jock Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.